Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, Danielle Bezalow. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, join my crew on Patreon to win amazing prizes like our adorable merch, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, private sessions with yours truly, and incredible sex toys. Go to patreon.com slash sexedwithdb to join my crew. Get discounts at all of my favorite brands at sexedwithdb.com. And follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. If you want to partner with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. Holy shnikes. Hello. This is the final bonus episode of the season. Can you believe that we have made it this far? I I can, because <laughs> uh, we've been doing this for quite a while. If you've been a listener from the very beginning, um, take this as a sign that you should send me an email and tell me that you've been a listener since the beginning and tell me what your favorite episodes are. Cause we have like 130 or something episodes at this point, which is incredible. I am fucking thrilled that I get to do this as a full-time job. It's incredibly fun and rewarding. And there's a helicopter (laughs) above me. Some little distract. Okay. It's gone. Uh, and just so fun to get to talk about sex ed and mental health and just do all of this really cool stuff. And it's all thanks to you all for listening and for tuning in and for following us on social media, me and my team. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who have been listening and sharing the podcast and just loving it. It it really means a ton to me. So thank you so much. And Today, we're going to be talking about BMI and fat phobia. And someone has written in, why is BMI a bad health indicator? And I'm so happy to be able to go over this because I feel like we don't really do that much like anti-diet culture, like fat phobia content in our regular episodes. And this is a really good opportunity for me to let it rip. Um, Because I feel like a lot of the hate that we end up getting on social media And like the people who are the angriest are people who comment on posts that we post that have illustrations or about fat people or talk about fat people or talk about how you just don't know somebody's health by looking at them, which is true. I'm actually in the middle of Aubrey Gordon's book, What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat. And she is a co-host of the podcast Maintenance Phase, and she's called Your Fat Friend on social media. And it's just so important that we understand as a society what fat phobia is, why it has been so pervasive, what the history of BMI is, and really understand the fact that there is science and research behind these things. And if you believe in science and research for other topics like mental health or uh, like things around COVID, like whatever it is that you like believe in when it comes to like trusting doctors and trusting basically like data, then that's really important that you apply that to the fact that there is research behind this. And also it's important to mention though, that like the medical industrial complex is also fat phobic and it's not black and white, right? Like there are a lot of these nuances that I'm hoping to 
to cover just a bit of in this episode around why BMI is bullshit, basically, and why it's not a good health indicator. So first, I'm just going to say I'm going to be using content that I've used before in a series that we did called The Segs Ed Show, S-E-G-G-S. If you go on TikTok and type in Segs Ed Show, you'll find all of the ep- like episodes. And this is from episode one, which is Unlearning Fat Phobia. And so before we can even talk about BMI, we have to understand what fat phobia is and why it's relevant. So fat phobia is an irrational fear of aversion to or discrimination against fatness or fat people. And it can really be expressed through many ways, right? There are these macroaggressions, like more explicitly, like saying, you know, like, you're fat, like, I don't like you because you're fat. That's disgusting, right? Like that, that is is really a clear aggression towards fat people. Or they're microaggressions, right? Like if a store employee, when you're trying on clothes, is like, oh, we, oh, sweetie, we should get something that flatters your body a little more, right? Like I'm sure we've all heard this kind of content from people, whether that be friends or family or the media, magazines, um, growing up. So that that is, you know, not okay um, because it really leads to serious discrimination, harm, and stigmatization for fat people. And so in terms of what what that stigmatization is, anti-fat bias really leads to discrimination in the workplace. There is data that show this in romantic and sexual interactions, and even in medical situations. And so when we look at, you know, I'm in the US, so I'm in a, this is US based, right? Like our perspectives on what health is and what makes a good body or a bad body are based on Western white beauty ideals that really fail to take into consideration the whole diversity of body shapes and sizes that exist among non-white people. And the fact that genetics play a role in your body size and how how it's easy or difficult to lose weight or gain weight or lose muscle or gain muscle. And it's not just about what you eat, even though what you eat obviously has a part in it. It doesn't take into effect genetics and diversity. And when we're talking about BMI, let's really get into it here, right? Like think for a moment, do you even know like where BMI comes from? If you're someone who's listening to this and is like, actually BMI works really well. And I like have found that like, it really matches up to my experience of health. Where did BMI come from? Most likely, if you haven't heard us talk about BMI before, you didn't know that the BMI was developed over 200 years ago by a statistician, not a doctor that was based on measurements from French and Scottish people And the scale was never intended to measure individuals. It was only developed to gather data on an exclusively white population. So when we really think about like the foundation of the BMI, it was never meant to include people who weren't white, who weren't the typical body type, quote unquote, typical, right? And still today, black people, indigenous people, people of color have negative experiences from this clearly racist scale. And black bodies are disproportionately demonized as diseased or unhealthy, and therefore fat people are less likely to access the healthcare that they need for other conditions. And they're subject to attacks from people who claim to be caring about their health, right? If a fat person goes into the doctor and is like, I have a problem with my knee or like with my 
my pain, a pain in my calf, right? Or something random. And the doctor says, okay, well, let's talk about your weight, right? Like it feels very challenging, I I would imagine. And me as like, I'm a plus size, like low plus size person. And I've experienced this even just in my size at the doctor. And, and so I can imagine that very fat people have very challenging experiences sometimes if their doctors are only focusing on their weight as uh, the be all end all to fix whatever condition that they're going in there to help. And the truth is we just don't know anything about someone's health just by looking at them. There are skinny people who can eat garbage all day or skinny people who can have really, really poor mental health or depression. And just by looking at that person, you don't know that. You're you're not really sure about what's going on for them. And so we really need to do a lot of unlearning about what we assume about other people when we see them for the first time. And so the other things that I just want to talk about are some of those stats that I kind of mentioned earlier in the episode about these Western beauty norms and how, you know, they're really rooted in privileging and standardizing white bodies and they fail to take into consideration body diversity. And in addition to that, blaming fat people for their size really completely ignores the imbalance of resources that leads some people to be fat, right? So there's the there's all these parts. There's the fact that BMI is like racist in its roots and like isn't helpful. It doesn't measure muscle mass. Um, it doesn't like take into account uh, genetics. It really just takes into account this number that's associated with your weight and height. It doesn't take into account anything other than that. And so beyond that, when we talk about structural racism and, and fat phobia, it's important for us to think about the current systemic issues that fat people experience. And so here's a stat for you. Around 12% of the U.S. population lives in a food desert meaning it's a neighborhood without a grocery store or other source of fresh, unprepared food. And studies have suggested that living in a food desert is associated with obesity and recognize that Black people disproportionately live in food deserts. Therefore, not only are we being kind of like single-minded when we're only thinking, oh, well, fat people, they just need to make better choices or whatever kind of judgment we put on people in order uh, to judge them for their size we're not really thinking about the things in which that might have led them to make those choices or for survival or if they didn't have any other options, right? Like and and that's not saying that it's our it's not even our responsibility basically is what I'm saying to make those judgments, but I I want to offer all of these different parts of this puzzle that you might not have considered before. Other things that I learned about in public health school at Columbia is this thing called social determinants of health, which basically is what is going on in your in, or environmental health in your environment and your social environment that impact the way in which your health is positive or negative or you know everything in between or the way that you function basically as a human being and those social determinants also break down along race and income lines right so people of color and people living in low income neighborhoods are exposed to the following challenges higher rates of pollution, fewer recreation spaces in their neighborhoods, less likelihood to have affordable healthcare access, less likelihood to learn about health and nutrition in schools. They're more likely to be put in jobs that put their health at risk. And that's why it's really critical for us to do this zoom out about how complex this issue is when thinking that blaming an individual for their health status 
is not only unfair, but it's discriminatory. And so there are all these pieces that I really want to offer to you. It's not only that there are these social determinants of health and, and that that's a really important foundation, but that it's really ultimately none of anyone's fucking business how another person lives their life. And it's really important for us to like think about why that bothers us so much. If we are someone who's bothered by fat people or saying, oh, they're killing themselves, they, they're doing something that's harming them. Uh, I really like want to challenge you to think about why you're so angry about that and think about all of these different pieces that are stacked against fat people uh, in order to make their lives more challenging. And so I want to end on a positive note of like, what can you do to interrupt fat phobia in your daily life? Other than of course, like learning from fat people, like go read Aubrey Gordon's book. She can talk on this a lot better than I can and has lived experience in this in this realm. And so I think it's really important that we learn from fat people and what their experiences are and listen to podcasts and read articles and read scientific studies um, and stuff from medical professionals and researchers that say that BMI is bullshit. And if you don't believe me, uh, and what can you do in your daily life to really um, interrupt fat phobia? A couple things. Number one, speak up. If there are fat phobic jokes going around or microaggressions in your friend circles, say, hey, that's actually not funny. Um, I don't think that we should joke like that anymore. Because if you don't, who will, right? Like it, it's your time to shine here. <laughs> Speak up. Number two, mind your fucking business. Remember and remind people that you don't know anything about someone's health just by looking at them or from their weight. And people are really experts on their own experiences. So listen to and believe fat people when they say that their health problems are not related to their weight. Um, or just that they've been through really challenging experiences if that's what they've experienced based on their weight uh, or their size. And three, open your mind. Question traditional, normative, and sometimes really boring Western beauty norms and explore social media accounts and movies and TV shows that center fat people. If you've ever seen Shrill on Hulu uh, starring Aidy Bryant, and like follow people on social media who talk about being fat and talk about the fact that they're people, of course, and like just deserve to be respected. And uh, it's our job to kind of do some unlearning when it comes to fat phobia. So anyway, I hope that that was a helpful episode for you. If you haven't talked about this, maybe send it to a friend uh, if they are, you know, unsure about it. Um, And I just want to say, I really appreciate all of you for tuning in and listening and having an open mind. And uh, we'll see you again next season. We'll be back for more content. Um, And I, yeah, I really just appreciate you all so much. And I wish you all the best. And uh, I mean it. Please send us emails about your favorite episodes. Or uh, if you want to just talk about anything, DM us. Um, And thank you all so much. Love you all. Bye. Our creator, host, and executive producer is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Katherine Cohen. Our social media intern is Sarah Kelly. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. Want to advertise with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on IG at sex ed with DB podcast and on TikTok at sex ed with DB. See you next time.